T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the official Washington football team post-game show. Presented by GEICO. Want to know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you could have been saving on car insurance by switching to GEICO. It'll keep you up at night. Switch to GEICO and save. Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington football team. By Paytech Trust, proud partner of the Washington football team. Acronis, the official cyber protection partner of the Washington football team, protects our valuable workloads and keeps us cyber fit. By Victory Van Moving and Storage, delivering excellent services for 75 years and a proud partner of the Washington football team. And by RCN, offering gig internet to keep you connected. Learn more, visit RCN.com. Brought to you by FedChoice Credit Union, where saving you money is their passion. Find out more at FedChoice.org. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and a member of Washington's Ring of Fame. Number 59, London Fletcher. Wild day up in uh, New Jersey as the Washington football team falls to the Giants by the final 20 to 19. Welcome into the official post game show. Scott Jackson and London Fletcher here with you. And a day where uh, Washington football, London uh, was able to make some plays, but also the miscues. This has kind of been a, a consistent theme here. Over these first uh, five games, the miscues end up costing him a couple turnovers. Obviously, interception from Kyle Allen early led to six. The uh, sack fumble return. Uh, and then the big decision at the end by Ron Rivera to go for two instead of going for the overtime. And I guess let's start there. Uh, as the, the player in you, what would you have thought? And the guy who's sitting on the uh, couch, what did you think? You know, the player in me, I I, I think the player in me and the, and the uh, guy sitting on the couch – feels the same way about that play. I would have kicked the extra point, and uh, you guys fought back. You had a great, great drive by your offense to get the touchdown to put you in position to to go to overtime and and to go out and, and go for the extra point. I mean, the two point conversion. I didn't. I didn't agree with that. Don't agree with it. I think. I think it was an, a, a situation where he took an unnecessary chance. Yeah, it's great if it works out, but it didn't, and now. You know, you got some guys, you know, 53 guys that are disappointed in that situation because if you look at um, what happened in that fourth quarter and D'Angelo touched on it, how the offense was – the defense was dominating the Giants uh, for the most part of that fourth quarter. The offense had had uh, started to move the football. You had the one bad sack. But let's go to overtime and see what happens. You know, that, that was a situation where I would have definitely liked for a coach to uh, kick the extra point and, and – and go forward, uh, see what happens in the overtime. 
Yeah, and because the Giants, as you mentioned, it looked like finally the defense had, had solidified, the, you know, defensively in terms of giving up. They weren't giving up the big chunk runs anymore. Uh, you know, there weren't any big pass plays from Daniel Jones there in the second half. And it's interesting, you know, from a guy, obviously, that thinks a lot of his defense to go for it there and, you know, maybe felt the momentum. And we'll uh, get to, uh, you know, we'll get to find out when we bring the coach in. But we're going to bring in Kyle Allen right now, brought to you by FedChoice Federal Credit Union. We're saving money. Is there passion? Find out more at FedChoice.org. Kyle, almost a great comeback win. Uh, Just your thoughts, uh, you know, when when coach gives you the two-point sign there, uh, what are you guys thinking as an offense? I mean, he said the whole game we came here to win. So thinking to execute and make it happen, but fortunately it didn't. Kyle, you um you made a lot of plays um outside the pocket, buying time, things like that. Did you um at some point did you almost consider possibly trying to run for that uh that two point conversion and or did you not think you'd be able to uh make no, it to the I end thought, zone? I was thinking about it. I was thinking about running it. No, I was thinking about running it, and I saw I think it was Jabril was screaming out of the middle. I didn't think I could get the edge, so I wanted to try and pull up and and get a throw off. Well, as the game went on, you guys obviously were able to make some plays in that last drive. Um, you know, as a whole, though, what what is it? Do you look back at on this one and say, you know what, we, we've got to do this better in order to, you know, not dig ourselves into a hole each week? Yeah, I mean, it's just the turnovers, obviously. You know, the pick in our own territory was tough. And then on that last drive, you know, at the 50, having the chance to go out and kick the field goal and take a lead and sack fumble for a touchdown was unacceptable. So, obviously, it starts with me. Uh, I got to protect the football and, and put us in better positions so we can win the game. Kyle, you end up uh, throwing the football 42 times. I know the Giants' um, defense has been a little bit, um, you know, they've given up some yards via the pass. Was that the game plan kind of coming into the game, or was it more a byproduct of not really a, being able to truly establish a run game early in that game and kind of um, go, worked out to where you end up having to throw the football a little bit more than uh, you probably would have liked to? I think it was just it was the flow of the game. I think uh, we're just calling how we see it. You know, we're we're trying to go win at the end of the game, and then the last series, you know, we had to throw the ball a bunch, two minutes row. So uh, I think it's just the flow of the game. I don't think it was it was game plan specific or whatever. I just think that's how it went. Yeah, you know, it, it looked like too as um, you know you the, you had some opportunities for yourself to run in this game. Was there any hesitation for you today to to be a scrambler because of what happened last week? No, not at all. You, um, my last, last question for me, you had the, uh, the big play to uh, Cam Sims to tie the touchdown, I mean, tie the game or, or put you all in position to tie the game or in, or absolutely if you make the two-point conversion, win the ball game. Um, that was really only the, the shot that I can remember you all taking down the field. Was it just that the um, the Giants weren't going to allow you to take big shots down the field? It was more intermediate, intermediate passing game? Yeah, I mean, you can see it when they're in one high, their corners are playing super deep. They're playing off zone. And we tried to take a couple of shots early, though. We just checked it down because they were so deep. Um, that turned out to be a good place for us. But, you know, they were playing a lot of cover two. And then, then when they were playing one high, especially in the first half, they only really played down most of the first half, you know. In the second half, in the got to have it situation, they started playing man. So we thought we could take advantage of it. But, you know, we were just managing our shots. And in the first half, when we were looking to take them, they were playing deep. So we were checking it down. All right, Kyle Allen, appreciate your time. And uh, good luck next week as you move towards uh, the Cowboys. Thank you.
All right, Kyle Allen with us here on the official postgame show. And you heard him say there, and I'm glad you got the question, because, I mean, it looked like it was a lot underneath, right? There wasn't uh, opportunities to go downfield until they absolutely had to there at the end. Uh, at least they weren't taken. I don't know if they were there. It's hard to tell, obviously, on the TV version of the game is what's open and what's not. But, uh, I mean, moving forward, I mean, London, if they don't get something going with this running game, I mean, they're going to have problems, right, getting shots downfield because teams, they don't seem to be concerned about it. They they have to get something going with the running game, and you know otherwise um, defenses are going to sit back. They're going to say, "Hey, we know you can't um, you can't beat us with the run game." They're going to force you to. He mentioned the uh, Giants playing uh, some cover two, and also um, uh, corners playing off. You have to be able to run the football. Maybe maybe you try to run a little bit more on a, on the perimeter, get outside a little bit more. Don't really um, didn't really see a ton of outside runs. Um, more more stuff was off the tackle um, and, and trying to go up through the uh, teeth of that that Giants defense. In a situation like that, run some run some things where you force the corners to be the guys who have to make the tackles. Get our running backs, a guy like Antonio Gibson who breaks tackles, to have to force a corner to have to tackle him. That's what you have to do um, to get your running game going. That's what I feel like we didn't do enough of. Get that running game going. Get it on the perimeter. Force the uh, Force the corners to be uh, be the ones who have to tackle a guy like uh, Antonio Gibson and McKissick and and um, you know Peyton Barber. I you know you heard Kyle there say he wasn't hesitant to run, but hey, I don't know about you, London, but I felt like there were some opportunities for him to go around it and to keep some of those uh, zone reads. And maybe those are designed handoffs. I don't know, but I, w- I would think that he'd have the option on some of them to keep them and, and make some plays with his legs. Because when he moves around, he can do some good things. Obviously, he can buy himself some time. But we didn't see really, you know, outside of the one fourth down or the third down, excuse me, that he ran and got the first down. Not a ton of scrambling from uh, Kyle Allen today. No, not a lot. Um, and it, it it probably was a situation with when you get injured, you're going to be hesitant to take off running. And I know he said he wasn't uh, hesitant about running it, things like that, but trust me, it was in the back of his mind because you go through, you take a shot like he took last week. Uh, I'm sure the coaches are telling him he needs to be careful. He needs to to um, be healthy. But I don't. I'm sure they they probably didn't have designed runs for Kyle coming into this ball game. Think about him coming in banged up. Well, I will say this: moving forward, there will be opportunities for him to keep the football on some of those plays, and they need to do it just to force the defenses to have to prepare for that, um, you know, as they as they game plan for Washington's offense. Yeah, you know, watching, um, you know, you, you know, watching what the Giants did today with a couple of those Daniel Jones-designed runs that obviously worked out very well. They had the big chunk run uh, in the first half that really caught the Washington defense not ready. Um, you know, you'd like to see something like that because, again, I think the guy's got some ability. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think they, they felt like going towards him because clearly this offensive line isn't where it needs to be. And, you know, you need somebody to get out of their own way and improvise at times. You do. Um, and that was that was the thing about Daniel Jones coming out. He he had um, great athleticism, great speed for for a quarterback. And we saw the 50-49-yard run that, that he ended up getting, um, getting against us. It's something where you're going to have – Running quarterbacks, they pose a threat. It's a it's a situation where, from a defensive standpoint, it just keeps you on your heel. It's it, it creates problems as you're game planning and practicing for those guys throughout the course of a week. It, it, it I mean, I was I was there when um when RG three first entered the league. Um, I faced Cam Newton. I faced Russell Wilson. I faced a lot of those uh those quarterbacks who uh, who had the ability to 
you know, keep the ball and run. But it also, not only that, just because of the threat, and he doesn't have to run all the time, it'll open up more lanes for the running backs to be able to run because that defensive end won't necessarily come crashing down. You'll get a you'll get a, a lanes created just from that. Well, of course, today there was a lot of lineup changes. You had uh, DeShazer Everett in at safety for Troy Apke. You had Sadiq Charles starting for Wes Martin. Uh, Brandon Sheriff was back in the lap. Sadiq Charles lasted a whole two plays before he goes out with injury, which was certainly disheartening. Schweitzer came in, uh, flipped over. You know, he was out last week on the other side. He's he's in on the left side for the rest of the game with, with Sheriff in there on the right side at guard. Um and DeShazer ever made some plays. I mean, he got, you know, he got penalized for being a little over-aggressive at times. But I got to think oh, they got what they wanted. Ball. Yeah, I did too. I, I think they probably got what they wanted, though, out of DeShazer Everett overall, uh, which was a much more sound tackling at that position today. Absolutely. I thought um, I thought he came up, he was physical, um, and he made tackles in the open field, which is something our safeties have been struggling with, where, you know, the, uh, uh, he made a great, great tackle close to the – to the goal line, I want to say, and that, and that may have been the time when we end up. It was right. I want to believe it was, it was right before the interception. So think about this: he doesn't make that tackle. The running back or whoever had the ball goes in. They score a touchdown, and we are not even in position to to um you know tie that ball game or win that ball game at the end. But I thought I thought the uh, Shazer played really good. I thought um I would have loved to see how uh, Sadiq Charles filled in that guard. Uh, you know, we only saw him. Yeah, play I know. Two plays. He had one. One play in pass protection, and then the uh, one play pulling. Um, another injury on the on the turf of uh, MetLife Stadium. It didn't, you know, what happened? Um, it, it, his knee buckled just on yeah. on a pulling play. So you know, it's something that I'm sure will be coming come up. But I thought Schweitzer came in and played good um, at the left guard position. The sack, the forced fumble. I know some people would think that's on him. Uh, Christian got lazy. He got lazy on that text, the stunt that the uh, the def- that the Giants ran. Schweitzer stayed with the uh, the penetrating tackle. He was supposed to. He should have stayed with that that looping uh, defensive end linebacker, whatever it was. He should have stayed with them and, and uh, passed that off. I mean, stay with them better. All right, we're going to uh, bring in Coach Ron Rivera right now uh, here on the official post game show after a, a tough twenty to nineteen loss to the Panthers. And Coach, we'll start with the way it kind of ended. Your decision, there was no hesitation. It appeared you had it in your mind you were going to go for the win right there. I absolutely. You know, my attitude is when you're on the road, um, you, you have to when you got you know that little time left in the game and you're in position to score. I, I, I you know, I, I think you go for it, and that's 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 the way I'm going to approach it. Coach, um, you know you had a you that you had some guards, a new starting lineup at the uh, offensive line. Brandon Sheriff obviously back at his position, and then Sadiq Charles was starting. He goes out um, early in the second play of the game. Schweitzer came in. How do you feel like the offensive line played overall in that ball game against the Giants' uh, defensive front? I thought they played well. I mean, you know, we uh, you know we, we had over 330 total yards. Um, you know, we moved the ball when we needed to. Uh, they had a couple of key sacks, but, you know, they, they did a couple of things, too, in terms of the rush that uh, you've got to give them credit to as well. So, um, But I thought our guys competed. I thought they did some really nice things. Um, you know, it, it, it's just unfortunate. And, again, you know, like I said to everybody, that's on me. I, I just believe that, you know, we're playing to win. And, you know, when you play to win, that's how you learn to win. Uh, Coach, the um... – the turnovers certainly have been a theme, you know, for these first several weeks of the season. You know, you've talked about it a lot. This team's not good enough to, you know, play themselves in addition to an opponent. Uh, it seemed like that came back and bit you again today. 
It did, and that's what's disappointing, um, you know, because I, I thought our guys played hard enough and well enough to give us a chance to win. You know, 14 of their points came off of the two turnovers, so that's disappointing as well. So, you know, it, 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 it's hard to win games when you beat yourself, and, and that's, you know, to me what we did today. Coach, um, last question for me. One of the things that um, I know you being a, a, a defensive coach, you want to um, be able to establish the run, and, you know, here we are um, six games into this season, and, and – the running game has yet to get it uh, really established. Um, I mentioned, um, you know, possibly maybe trying to run a little bit more on the perimeter um, for some of those corners to try to tackle our, our a guy like Gibson or, or Barber or McKissick. Um, you know, is this something that you just continue to work on and continue to emphasize? I know you are. What do you think you need to do to get that run game really going so you don't have to throw the football as much? Well, I think first, you know, you'd like to have the same offensive line so there's continuity and, you know, so you can be solid up front. And, and not have to shuffle guys around. I, unfortunately, I thought, you know, getting a chance to have Sadiq out there would have really helped, you know, a big physical body like that. And, and hopefully we'll get him back in a couple of weeks. But we got to continue to work on it. It's got to be a part of what we want to do and, and who we want to be. That's got to be a big part of our, our identity. Uh, Coach, uh, overall, your, what are your thoughts on Kyle's game? And do you, you feel comfortable going with him uh, as, as we continue here? I do. I mean, again, he, he threw for about 280 yards. Um, did some good things, scored when we needed points. Um, and, and, and that's the kind of guy he is. The unfortunate part is the two turnovers. You know, he, he misread a coverage and threw right into it. Um, and then, uh, you know, unfortunately on, on, on one play, he's, you know, he tries to scramble and tries to get the ball out when he should have protected it. So a couple of things that he's going to have to learn and understand and grow from. But I thought he did enough to, to, to continue for us. And so that's where I'm headed. Coach, I, I lied. I got one more question for you. So I know you uh, you mentioned – in the situation being on the road, you know, you're going to go for two every time. What, what did you, what do you say, or what did you say to those guys in that locker room? Because I know guys are, there were some guys disappointed. I mean, everybody's disappointed. You battle back, get in position. And, you know, I'm thinking, Hey, maybe let's go for overtime. Cause you all had dominated fourth quarter. What did you say to the team, um, you know, in, in the locker room as, as you, uh, you know, addressed them at the end of the game? Well, I told me uh, we came to win and, and I'm playing to win. And, and to me, you know, when you're down there and you're at the two-yard line, you know, it's an opportunity to score. And I believe we have a chance to score, and that's why I went for it. I just think that, you know, we've got guys, we've got enough skilled guys that, that you know, we can make plays. And, and it's unfortunate we didn't get an opportunity to, to, to make that play. I, I, I really feel that way. And I, I think that, you know, when, when you're on the road, you get a chance to, 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 to go for it, I would. And I just believe that, that you know, playing to win is how you learn to win. All right, I, I, I can agree with that, Coach. I think I think it'll it'll be good for a psyche, but I would have loved to see what happened in overtime, Coach. I just had to say it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, again, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree necessarily, but I, I just really believe that you scored. We scored the way we did. We got the momentum now, so go for it. And and, and that's what I did. I just feel, you know, we 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 took it over. We got the momentum back, and and it would have been good to to obviously score the two points. All right, Coach Rivera, thank you for your time. We'll talk to you next week after Dallas. All right, appreciate it, guys. All right, All right Coach. Coach Ron Rivera with us here on the official postgame show, 2019 loss to the New York Giants. Now, I'll say this. The, the other thing that crossed my mind, London, when they went for two was uh, Dustin Hopkins has not been exactly Mr. Reliable this season always, um, you know, has had an extra, you know, extra point uh, missed. And obviously he's, you know, missed a field goal early in this game. So even if you say, Hey, just go for the, you know, go for the tie. It sounds great, but you just, 
you never know uh, with 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 Hop this year. It's not yeah, been the you never know. percentages I mean, it should be. It is one of those situations where if it works out, it's great. You know, he's held. Um, I mean, his 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 Riverboat Ron. He he would live up to that moniker yeah. or that nickname as a Riverboat Ron. Um, you know, it's it's easy to to say, hey, you should have did it when it didn't happen. Um, I mean, it was just you know, the way they were dominating that fourth quarter. Um, um, you know, maybe you call it different play, but I, I like the fact that he said he felt like he has the playmakers that can go out and make them plays. And unfortunately, they didn't get it done. But, you know, man, just a disappointing loss. No doubt. All right. Uh, we're going to get to uh, calls here coming up at uh, 301-230-0980, official Washington Post game show after a disappointing day against the Giants. 2019, the final at MetLife Stadium. Washington falls to 1-5 on the season. We'll get the calls coming up at uh, 301-230-0980. With London Fletcher, Scott Jackson, you're listening to the Washington football team. This is the official Washington football team postgame show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. Welcome back. 20-19 loss to the Giants today at MetLife Stadium for Washington football. Time for the final game summary and stats presented by Novak, the power of working together. That is Novak. Talked about some of the numbers earlier. London, uh, Kyle Allen was uh, 31 of 42, 280 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, which obviously led to a touchdown. The fumble, uh, sack fumble that it led was a touchdown play. Obviously, it was a big one as well. Was sacked three times in the day. Um, you know, he did uh, spread the ball around today. McLaurin had seven catches of his uh, 12 targets. He was the most targeted player on the team, 74 yards. Inman, five uh, for 45, got every ball that was targeted or thrown his way. Uh, McKissick as well, six for uh, 43. Logan Thomas, three for 42, including that touchdown before the half. And the first half, Isaiah Wright, four for 25 before leaving that injury. Antonio Gibson, four for 25. Of course, Cam Sims, the one catch, the 22-yard touchdown uh, that uh, obviously put them in position to try to play for the win, going for two. You're Ron Rivera. He's not making any apologies for that when he was on with us a little while ago, and we'll talk more about that here in a moment. Um, Kendall Fuller had an interception on defense again today. That was huge uh, after he got called for a PI on the play before. Uh, overall, Daniel Jones, uh, seven rushes, 74 yards of the Giants' leading rusher, uh, all, most of which is off the 49-yard scramble, was 12 for 19, an interception and a touchdown at 112 yards. Not big numbers, but just enough as uh, the Giants come away with the win today. Cole Holcomb, by the way, welcome back. He uh, led the team in tackles with six today, as did DeShazer. Ever two of the uh, guys who got a lot of playing time today, of course, DeShazer made the start. Um, I, don't, I guess they said Holcomb wasn't a starter, but it sure seemed like he was out there a good portion yeah. of the game, you know. Um, I thought he was in on the first play. To, uh, okay, yeah, he was a starter. I'm sorry. I'm looking at yeah. it now. Okay, yeah, I did have him as a starter. Obviously, yeah. him and uh, Bostic along with um, uh, KPL. And I, there was some there was some rumblings early in the week that perhaps we were going to see Sean Dion Hamilton uh, play more, be in the lineup. But quite frankly, I don't remember seeing Sean Dion out there. So, anyway. Um, you know, Ron Rivera, we just heard from him. Look, he's – He's got his reasons, whether you like it or not. He wanted to play to win um, today, and I'm sure that'll be a lot we hit on the phone lines. And I kind of understand where you're coming from at D'Angelo, two defensive guys. And it's interesting from a defensive coach that, you know, not to let his defense go out there and get another stop and then, you know, kind of carry over what they've done there in that second half, which was was obviously play much sounder defense and really didn't give the Giants anything. Obviously, the only points they got were off of the, uh, were off of the you know, the strip fumble. 
They did. Um, you know, I thought I thought the red zone defense was great um, today. You know, not just the inter- the interception was um, obviously key, but just um, holding them to field goals early in the yeah. ball game to where they kept they kept uh, kept the game close until the offense got going. Um, I mean, again, when it, when you look at the fourth quarter, and I think the Giants had the football for less than two minutes in the fourth quarter. It's just that that's the that's the way you want to. That's the way you want to dominate a team. Um, defense had had it going, and unfortunately, they weren't able to. Um, you know, hey, in overtime, no anything can happen. Coach went for it, didn't work out. But man, I would have loved to see uh, see see what happened in overtime. Well, you know, look, he was. You could tell for the jump today. Went for an early fourth down, uh, which worked out well for them. They were two for two on fourth downs. He was definitely. He was, he was practicing what he preached in terms of trying to win. You could say maybe it was reckless there at the end. But as I said before, I don't know if I would bet my salary or anybody else's on Dustin Hopkins making an extra point at this point. I, I'm sorry. I mean, just Hop has not had a very consistent season, needless to say. And be interested to see if at some point we hear about kickers uh, getting invited in uh, on those days when they can finally get back to getting tryouts in there. All right, if you're on the line, hang in there. We're going to take a, another timeout and get caught up here. And then we'll get to your phone calls on the other side. If you're on the line, we'll get to Toothpick DP, Kevin, Dana, and everybody else, and Johnny in Chicago. Hang in there. We'll be with you on the other side. Official Washington Post game show following the 20-19 to loss to the Giants. So along with Leonard Fletcher, I'm Scott Jackson. This is the Washington football team radio network. This is the official Washington football team postgame show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. Welcome back. Official postgame show following the 20-19 loss at the hands of the Giants. London Fletcher, Scott Jackson. We'll get to your calls in a minute. Let's get to the injury report, which is presented by Inova, the official health systems and sports medicine provider for the Washington football team. Sadiq Charles, they called it a knee. He went out. Uh, also, Antonio Gandy-Golden went out early in this game with what was called a hamstring. Isaiah Wright late in the game. I never got an official word on what that was, but it looked like some type of upper body issue with Isaiah Wright. So all those to keep your eyes on this week uh, as we uh, get the team back in the facility on Wednesday when you start to see injury reports. So uh, you heard Coach Rivera, though, did say that, uh, that Sadiq could be a few weeks, I believe, as we said. He said, well, we have him back in a few weeks. So there yeah. you go. So that's, I guess, you know, means that he's not going to be playing this upcoming week. Um, there's a lot of Twitter reaction uh, from the question, what was your reaction for deciding to go to two instead of the extra point? Uh, I've got everything from disgusted. Right now, winning is the number one goal. It's not the number one goal. Um, some say fine. A win is a loss. <laughs> Any win is a loss. <laughs> so I guess that's a Trevor Lawrence fan, perhaps. Um, that could be what that one is. Um, if you want to go for, if you want to win, go to overtime. Giants deep was in the field for the fourth quarter. Their offense had done anything special in the second half. Nonsensical gut call by Rivera. We don't have the personnel to make plays, play for overtime and try to win. All right. Well, there you go. That's just a little bit of some of it. We'll get to uh, some more of those, but let's get back. Um, well, let's get to the phone lines, excuse me, for the first time, and we'll bring in our man Toothpick. What's happening, Tooth? Hey, what's good, Scott? Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you. Uh, sure, thank man. you to London. All right, so listen, straight sober. This is a sober game for me, and I clearly see okay. what the coach wants. I clearly see what the coach wants. 
And the fact that Dwayne Haskins is not mobile, he should have just came out and said, give me a mobile quarterback. He had Cam Newton right. in the past. He liked Kyle Allen because he's mobile. So I really don't think our, our target is Trevor Lawrence. And even if we do wind up with a top five pick, the league is still going to take our pick because of the owner, Dan Snyder. The Patriots didn't have a first-round pick last year because of their owner. So we, we plan for a quarterback for what, right? <clears throat> anyway, let's get to the game. Um, Cal, Dwayne Haskins could have took this beating that Cal Allen actually put out there, with, probably without the turnovers. He had one bad turnover game, right? So we, we clearly have more needs than a quarterback. We need another wide receiver that plays as hard as Terry McLaurin. We see that dude chase down every interception and fumble, uh, fumble recovery. We need another – we need a linebacker, period. All three of them need yeah. to go. And we need somebody that flies around the ball like the Shazer Everett because that safety comes down with bad intentions every time. He may take a penalty, but it's an aggressive penalty that he takes, and he does not trust the kicker. That's the next person that's going to be cut. And, honestly, I think Alex Smith is the quarterback coach because the quarterback coach hasn't done anything all year, and he ne- he deserves to be fired also. So I'm right. just saying – I got to run, Tooth. We got Kendall Fuller coming up. Thanks for the call, though. Um, let's bring in Kendall Fuller. Had another interception today, uh, a day uh, which uh, the defense made some plays, but unfortunately comes up short, twenty to nineteen. Kendall, thanks for your time. Uh, first of all, um, let's let's talk about the play before that. I, I wasn't really sure that was a PI they called on you, and I don't think you were sure about it either. But boy, talk about making up for it on the very next play. Yeah, um, I definitely didn't agree with the call, but uh, you know, I was definitely thankful. I thank God during the after they uh, called it an interception, just thinking that if they didn't call it, they would have maybe got three points out of it, but we were able to get a turnover and uh, get the ball back to the offense. Kendall, you, you've been making some great plays, man, since you've uh, got back into the uh, starting lineup. Uh, um, just going back to, I want to hear your initial reaction or thoughts when when Coach uh, went for it on two, you know, kept the offense out there after uh, p- being in position to possibly tie the game. What was your What was your initial thoughts? Uh, my initial thoughts is just let's get it. Uh, you know, we coach made it an emphasis, you know, all week that we were coming down here to win the game. And uh, you know, any any decision coach makes to to help us win a win a football game, I'm gonna definitely be behind it. Was you know early on the defense, you guys had a few breakdowns. Obviously, the Giants got some points, but but it seemed like you really settled in after that second quarter, and they really didn't have they couldn't do anything on you. What what do you what was the difference? Was there anything you did differently? Uh, any type of adjustments on the sidelines, or was it just playing sounder? Yeah, I think just kind of just playing sound football. Um, you know, I think that's something that we got to improve as a defense from the the first snap all the way to the last snap. Just we we shown that we can play great defense great defense and spurts but we got to show that we can play great defense for a whole 60 minutes and uh you know that's what we're working towards that's what we're getting closer to and uh we just we just got to put it all together the shades are average he made the start at uh free safety today um made some physical tackles could you did you notice a difference with him being out there um in the secondary uh yeah shades definitely came out and made some good plays um you know shades you know ever Ever since I was here the first time, you know, Shays was always a physical guy. Um, you know, he always was going to put his body on the line for, for his teammates, you know, week in and week out. And, uh, you know, that's – we definitely appreciate it, and we know that, that that's what he's going to bring to the team. You know, like some of the plays is, um, you know, they hit you guys with a couple with, with those runs in particular, the big run by um, – by Daniel Jones. Were you expecting him to, to be a active runner today? I know he came in, you know, 
as their leading rusher, but they've also had a ton of injuries, but, you know, it was part of it. But did you guys expect them to be an active rusher today? Uh, I mean, we knew that they had some plays in there that they would, you know, let him make decisions to run the ball. And I think it's more more on us to just make sure whenever they decide to to, to let him run the ball that we stop it, everybody do what they need to do to to, to make them say that we, we're not going we're not going to have them run. Well, at one in five, you got Dallas next. I mean, there's still a lot of games left, and you've put yourself in a bit of a hole right now. But do you feel like, you know, I don't know, a breakthrough game is, is closer for you guys ever since the, the week one win? Uh, yeah, we just got to put it all together. Uh, you know, everything that we want is still in front of us. Um, you know, whether you're one in five right now, whatever, we got some division games coming up, so we got to go out there and play. Nobody's feeling sorry for us. And, uh, you know, we just got to, like I said, everybody's got to come together and find out, find a way to win. That's all that matters. All right. Well, appreciate your time, uh, Kendall. Um, great catch in the end zone. Good footwork, too. You look like a wide receiver on that play. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you, Kendall Fuller. Good to have you back. Kendall Fuller uh, with us here on the official postgame show. All right. Well, you heard from Kendall there. Um, they got to figure out a way to get off to a faster start, you know, as as a defense, he said, uh, London. And, you know, something we you and I were talking about last week and the week before, it feels like uh, the team as a whole, it's just, you know, it's like that first quarter. It's like you're just bracing for disaster. <laughs> and then once you get through that, it seems like the game, you know, is more competitive and, and, and they're better all, in all three phases. You know, you def- definitely have to get off to better starts. Um, can't can't spot teams. Uh, you know, a ten nothing lead, especially on the road. Um, you know, defensively, they they settled in. They made some play. They I mentioned earlier. I thought the red zone defense was really good um, to keep the game close and not allow uh, the Giants to kind of get the game out of hand. Um, but but there has to be a situation, you know, where you, where they're starting the games a lot faster, a lot better on on defense. Um, first first uh, Giants series, they go nine plays for a field goal. Second series. Um, off the turnover, three plays and a touchdown. So in twelve plays, they scored uh, ten points from uh, for the Giants' offense. That's a uh, that's not good enough. And then on their third series, they had the um, Daniel Jones had the forty nine yard run. Um, fortunately, we were able to hold him to a field goal in that game. In that situation, otherwise, I mean, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they didn't punt for a long time in this football game when they finally did. Uh, so you're right. I mean, they early going, they they stayed on the field offensively. And in the end of the game, it was obviously Washington had the huge time possession advantage, but this turnover is absolutely killing, especially when you give one up for six as the fumble, strip fumble is uh, heard from Kyle Allen earlier saying, man, that's on me. First and foremost, I got to clean it up and forgive us a chance. And it sounds like, you know, Ron Rivera is going to go with him next week uh, going forward to Dallas. And, you know, we saw like, Kyle Allen's competitive, right? He's got a little competitive streak in him. I mean, he didn't he didn't fold up after the first interception. He responded nicely after the fumble sack uh, touchdown. Obviously, answered with the touchdown drive. So you love that about him, but it's it's the mistakes, right? And that was the thing that dogged him in Carolina in the little bit that he played down there in the 14 starts or whatever it was. Was yeah, you'd have some real high moments, but then you'd have the, the low moments too with the turnovers. You do, and that's that's one thing you have to worry about with. With uh, Kyle Allen, I thought um I thought he bounced back from from that interception and, and and if you look at that interception, it was it was similar to the interceptions that that Dwayne threw in in Cleveland where he was staring down at receivers, yeah. uh, defense just sitting back in his own coverage and they're they're reading and watching him. Um, didn't think the spacing was that great by 
by uh, Washington either. I don't know if uh, – I think it may have been uh, – I think it was Isaiah Wright. Uh, uh, he, he he took an inside release on a on – a, and with a receiver running a dig, that's that's not how you would want that uh that play to happen, that spacing. So um, you know, that possibly helped brought another deep brought the defense into that situation as well. But you can't stare down receivers. But to his credit, he bounced back and he made plays after that. After after he threw the interception, you know, he he comes back and they go on a an eleven play drive. Um got now one one thing that we didn't talk about on first and ten had the ball on the New York Giants 23-yard line. He took the 14-yard sack. Oh, killer. He could have he could, he could have threw that ball away. Now you got second and 10 on the 23-yard line. End up yeah. keeping the field goal, um, you know, yeah. to go down 10-3. No, you're right. That was huge. It's almost like a turnover. Luckily, they did get the three in that, in that particular exchange. Um, yeah. Overall, let me give you the uh, tw- 24 uh, first downs for, the re- for uh, Washington Day, which is obviously good. Uh, the Giants just 16 so they were moving the chains. The third down efficiency was much better today, over 50% at 8 of 15. However, the Giants were 7 of 11, which I know is going to drive Jack Del Rio and uh, Ron Rivera crazy. Uh, moving the chains presented by Victory Van Moving and Storage, always the right move. All right, if you're on the line, hang in there. We'll get back to calls. We had the uh, surprise Kendall Fuller drive by there. We'll get back to calls in the next segment at uh, 301 if you're on the line, hang in there. We're talking to you on the other side after a 20 to 19 loss. It's the official Washington Post game show, along with London Fletcher of Scott Jackson. You're listening to the Washington Football Team. This is the official Washington Football Team post game show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. Snap to Allen. He's now looking left side. Going. He has. Yep. Camp Sims touchdown. Yep. Touchdown, Washington. Offensive player of the game, sponsored by Geico. Want to know what's really scary? Seeing how much you could have been saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. It'll keep you up at night. Switch to Geico and save. Welcome back. Official Washington Post game show after the 20 to 19 loss to the Giants. Get back the phones here in a second before we do that. The London Fletcher, who is your defensive player of the game? I'm going to go with uh, Deron Payne. I thought he was a disruptive, disruptive sports. Um, in the middle of that defense, um, had a, he really controlled the line of scrimmage. I think he had uh, five tackles, knockdown, uh, pass defense, um, tackle for loss. He just really played some, made some outstanding plays. And you know, I know Kendall Fuller had the uh, the interception, which was big in the end zone. But I think overall, Deron Payne was was uh, my defensive player of the game. Yeah, 94 was a force. Uh, the defensive player of the game is brought to you by Geico as well. Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Visit geico.com for more. All right, before we get back to the phones and uh, move on, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Washington Football Team Radio Network. Stay connected with the Washington Football Team. Follow at Washington NFL on Instagram and Twitter for team news, updates, and exclusive Washington Football Team content. All right, let's get back to the calls. Uh, let's talk to DP in North Carolina. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, hey, last time I called, I was the first time caller. I had a lot to say, and my delivery wasn't very good, so uh, I'm gonna keep it cool this time. Um, right. <laughs> we knew who we were coming in as a team. The defense isn't very good, but they continue to thug it out every week to keep us close. When it comes to the offense, man, it looks the same as it did a few weeks back. 
we put Kyle Allen in there because he was supposed to be that much better in his offense. I haven't seen it. I'd rather take those lumps with Dwayne. Um, he didn't play horribly bad, but, again, he, he's not that much better. Um, Scott Turner, he still isn't impressive. Uh, he's still teeter-totter between Gibson and McKissick. I feed McKissick – I mean, I feed Gibson and just keep McKissick as that change of pace guy. Um, I'm not going to beat Ron Rivera up too bad for that two-point conversion. Those are the t- uh, times you take those risks. He's good on that. But at the same time, he said trust him. So the bull's eyes on him. We're going to see what yep. happens next, man. Thank you, guys. All right, thanks, Nicole. What did you, you think um... – his point about he didn't think Kyle Allen's that much better. I mean, you see some of the same stuff, right, at the quarterback position. Although, again, we talked earlier about Kyle's mobility. And uh, with this offensive line, at least, you know, he can keep some plays alive that perhaps they couldn't have kept alive before. But he's not really throwing the ball downfield either. Yeah, he's not throwing the ball down the field. I think, as you as he talked about not forcing things and, and the Giants not going to allow them to throw the ball deep or wasn't going to allow them to throw the ball deep, um, part of that is not being able to run the football. So, you don't be, if you're not able to run the football, your play action is not that great, um, so you can't take shots. I, I I think Kyle does add a dimension with his ability to move around, to buy time, to make plays uh, outside of the pocket, the off schedule plays, and that's a element that Dwayne doesn't have because he's he's not as athletic. So when you look at the makeup of this football team, you don't have a bunch of great skill players. The offensive line is not played uh well right now so you need some you need some guys who can you know extend plays you need a quarterback who can extend play and Kyle Allen has Kyle Allen has done that um you know so for what I can understand now why why coach actually made that switch because um he seems to be giving them an, an opportunity to uh, at least extend some plays and and make some plays uh from an offense standpoint all right let's get to uh Upper Marlboro and Kevin Kevin you're next up on the official Washington Post game show. Hey, love the show, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. So uh, my first thing is, was that a a test, the same test that he gave Dwayne at the two-yard line that Kyle Allen failed also, that Dwayne failed also? And who's going to ask the coach the question when we go one and seven? Are we going to go back to Dwayne and he finally develops him? And number three, uh, Fletcher, I want you to answer this question. If I'm Ryan, if you're Ryan Kerrigan, should are you pissed that you only want to get a sack? But I didn't, I didn't see that many more plays after that. Thanks for taking my call, gentlemen. Thanks for the call, buddy. Do you think you should have oh, bought yeah. more Kerrigan today? Is I guess what he was asking at the end there. You know, it's, it's hard to um, as you look at who Ryan is playing behind. Mm-hmm. You have a uh, Sweat who's playing really good football. Um, he made a he made a really good play on the on the third and one to tackle for a loss. And then Chase Young, he's a I mean, he's a number two overall draft pick for a reason. I can understand why you say, hey, Ryan Carey, because he did um he did make that uh he made the force uh he had the sack early in the ball game. I don't know exactly how many plays Ryan uh uh played. Um, you know, I think you possibly can look at in order to get your best pass rushers on the field on third down, which Sometimes we we need more pressure on the third down. Go with a situation, a, a package where you have all three Kerrigan, Sweat, right. and Chase Young on the field. You can you can move Ryan down and in, in, inside and let him uh, line up over guard, and he'll that'll be a great matchup for us. That's that's something I think 
that uh, Jack Del Rio on the defensive line needs to do to in order when you have those third down situations. It was a it was a third and ten situation uh, late in that ball game in the third quarter where mm-hmm. the Giants were able to convert. They hit a Golden Tate for a first down, and he they end up getting pressure late on on um on Daniel Jones. But I feel like if you have a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, you're going to get even more pressure on the quarterback. So um, I would love to see Ryan on the field in uh, in 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 more situations, especially on obvious passing situations. Well, it was good to see him back in the stat sheet because he, let's be honest, since week one, we have not seen a whole lot of him, you know, you know, in terms of flash plays. So, I mean, that was, that was, that was positive clearly, but uh, really since the week one where he blew up and he had some plays against Arizona, but man, after that has been kind of been to the desert. Um, as far as uh, Haskins playing again, I mean, look, we talked about this last week, this thing could play back to him. So whatever the Monday through Friday issues are, just work on those do your job, stay in the stay in the playbook, and I think it will come back to him at some point. I think there's a very good chance it's going to come back to him at some point before the year's over. So uh, hopefully, you know, he realizes that too. And if he doesn't realize that, this can be critical for a guy um, in his situation. As the number three, you're not going to get a ton of reps. Uh, your, your reps are going to be running the scout team offense. You, and, and even in that situation, you, he's going to be probably splitting reps with Alex Smith. So for him, it's going to be being mature enough. And I know we talk about, um, you know, needing him needing to mature more. It's going to be more mental uh, mental reps for him, staying in this playbook, watching extra film, um, doing the things to to uh, stay sharp from a mental standpoint. Because if when he does get his, other, his next opportunity, he wants to show that he's, he's improved. And it's going to be tough as a number three quarterback. It's not going to be easy. All right, um, let's get one more in before we take another break. Dana in Southeast, go ahead. You're next up here on the official uh, Washington Football Postgame Show. Hey, uh, <clears throat> hey, Scott in uh, London, thanks for having me. And uh, I sure. love the show. Thank you. So Appreciate it. In the, in the, in the, uh, in the, last, the last possession, you, you, you in the game, and you're lucky to even get the touchdown uh, with with those many seconds left, so you 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 kick the one pointer, and you square off in the overtime. I'm 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 thinking that's what uh, uh, Coach Gibbs would have did, but I'm not trying to compare the coaches. Sure. And also, and also, when we blitz, we end up getting smoked for a touchdown, and when they blitz. I'm saying the other teams, they end up getting yeah. a sack on us. Something's wrong with that picture. And also, and also, uh, this this one's for you, London. Um, so we have to evaluate just like we evaluated the quarterback position. We have to evaluate those eleven players that's on the field, whether it be offensive, defense, or special teams. We have to evaluate who's coming to play every Sunday and who's, who's just out to basically uh, have a good time. So uh, th- there's a lot of uh, moving parts here. Uh, thanks All for right. having my call. Thank you. What, what do you think his point about the blitz is? It doesn't seem like they're getting home. I think he's 100% right like that. And it's not even just this week. I've seen it in previous weeks too. They're either late or uh, they're picked up. You know what I mean? I, I think he's, he's on to something there. Yeah, he he might be on something. They um, the thing, the crazy thing is, 
after we got uh, beat for the touchdown, I, I can't remember uh, Jack Del Rio calling many blitzes, many no, more blitzes after that because he he didn't feel uh, he didn't feel like you know the, the the coverage could stand up, hold up on the back end. But there's times where you're going to need to get pressure on the, on, the, on the quarterback. You can't just allow your your front four to to generate pressure. Um, you know we only sacked uh, Daniel Jones once today. Yeah, you know he he didn't throw the football for a lot of yards, but we only sacked him once. I don't know how many how many other hits, but not a ton of hits on him. The uh, coverage has to when you you have to also have situational awareness. If you're if it, if the down and distance is third and five or third and seven or whatever the case may be, and you know there's pressure being called, you can't be you know twelve yards off or whatever the case may yeah. be. Understanding down and distance. Understanding, you know, what types of routes these teams like to run, stuff like that. So you know, based on formations, what you're going to get. That's where the next phase of this defense has to go. Understanding uh, formations, understanding situational football um, better, and, and that's that's how you'll um, that's how you'll get home with uh, with some of those blitzes. All right, uh, if you're on the line, hang in there. We'll get to some more calls coming up. Uh, we'll also get to a rewarding moment. A uh, little fantasy recap as well in the next segment. Uh, 301-230-0980. A 20-19 loss in the hands of the Giants as uh, Ron Rivera chooses to go for two after uh, scoring the touchdown, trying to go for the uh, lead with the in the final 37 seconds there. Uh, 36 seconds, actually. And it did not work out. And a tough loss today. One in five now for Washington as they get ready for Dallas next week. Uh, more of your calls coming up. Official postgame show. Along with Linda Fletcher, Scott Jackson, this is the Washington Football Team Radio Network. This is the official Washington Football Team postgame show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. Fifth penalty on Washington sets up a first and goal to seven for New York. Play action, Jones, Chase Young all over. Daniel Jones throws to the back of the end zone. Did Fuller pick that off? Yes! Back of the end zone, interception, Kendall Fuller. Go get the football, young man. The rewarding moment of the game presented by the Maryland Lottery. Play multi-match Maryland's in-state jackpot game, and you could be rewarded too. Drawings every Monday through Thursday night. All right, welcome back. Uh, before we get back to calls and a fantasy recap, London Fletcher has a very important message. The DEA is commemorating Red Ribbon Week from October 23rd through the 31st to raise awareness about substance abuse. Take the Red Ribbon Pledge to live drug-free today. All right, that is a good pledge to do. Please listen to London Fletcher. All right, so if I would have listened to you today, I missed, okay, I I, I try to watch the other pregame show every week with you on CBS Sports Network. I like to hear your fantasy football tips, but I got to be honest with you, I didn't hear any of your fantasy tips today uh, as we get to the fantasy recap presented by FanDuel, an official partner of the Washington football team. You, did you have anybody in this game today, London? I did. I had uh, I had Terry. Okay. Uh, so, like, if you're in a PPR, see, uh, seven for 74 I'm in, I'm is okay. A, I'm in a PPR. Let's yeah, see, so that's good. Gave me? He gave me 14.4. Yeah, he gave um, 14. I had Ingram. Sorry, <laughs> I had Evan Ingram, man. I, my other tight end was on a on a buy. Um, well, Evan Ingram didn't do a whole heck of a lot to end. No, the he end. didn't. He only gave me five points. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm actually glad he didn't do didn't do a great job. That means our linebackers actually covered a tight sure. end today. 
There so you go. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Ups, I'm not <laughs> upset that he didn't. That he didn't put up numbers for me. So I'm okay. But I had to play. I had to play the matchup. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Yes. No. It's it's a good matchup to play. Um. You know, McKissick was kind of a like if you were in a real bad buy situation this week. I saw him as a tip, especially for PPR folks, and that probably worked out pretty well because he had. What, 10 receiving yards? I know that much. And then let me add up his rushing yards. He had another, what do you, another four there. So you, you got like a 14 point day for McKissick as a, you know, as a fill in guy. It's not a bad day. Uh, the Giants, you know, Devontae Freeman, it felt really painful, but in the end, he only had 61 yards rushing. Uh, it was just like a slow drip, you know, at times with them, you know, keeping the football. Uh, you know, with with Devontae Freeman running it. And as we said before, not a great job. You know, still over 50% on third down uh, for this defense, which is not good. So uh, see if they can clean that up next week against Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. Cowboys, by the way, tomorrow night on Monday Night Football, you'll see them taking on the Arizona Cardinals. All right, back to the phones. And, of course, I have uh, outsmarted myself and moved the lists away from my eyes. Okay, now I have it. Okay, let's get to Johnny in Chicago. What's happening, Johnny? Hey, Scott. Hey, hey, what's up, London? How you doing, man? Um, I'm doing hey, good. What's Scott, going on? What's going on? Hey, Scotty. The only yes, reason sir. why he went for that, the only reason why he went for that two point conversion, because he didn't trust the field goal kicker. Because every week he's yeah. missing the you know field what? goal. You know what? You know what? Yeah, I, I mentioned that earlier. It could be. I mean, it could be. I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to say it, but. It'll be interesting because remember last week or two weeks ago, they had about eight players lined up for workouts. Uh, Washington did. They had to mm-hmm. cancel it because all the COVID stuff going on. They're very strict about, you know, mm-hmm. guys in. And that was the league was like, mm-hmm. hey, calm down. But, I mean, if they can get a, a guy who can pass three COVID tests, I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe they're going to bring in some kickers for tryouts. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right. I mean, Hopkins had a good history. But, you know, last year this was a problem at times, and now we're seeing it again this year. He's missing kicks. And the league, by the way, since week one, has been at a ridiculous level in terms of field goal percentage. Like, it's been, like, record levels in terms of kickers making kicks. Yeah. And uh, I got two more questions before I get off the line. Um, Now, Dwayne Haskins had three interceptions against Cleveland. Yep. Ron Rivera said he was going to stick with him. Okay, so then the next day he said it's a cutoff point. So when is the cutoff point going to be for Kyle Allen? Because two turnovers, 14 points, correct? Am I right? Two turnovers, 14 points. Right, two turnovers led to 14 points. And this for you, London, can you please explain to me why when we blitz, we get torched? And I'm going to take it off the air, but London, I want you to explain that to me. When we blitz, we get torched. Thanks a lot, Scotty. Thank you, Johnny. We're just talking we just had, about we just, yeah, yeah, we're just talking about that. Uh, that's that's about understanding the situation, understanding what the blitz is, what the call is. Um, knowing you can't get beat beat deep. Um, in those situations, you can't allow a, a receiver. We know Darius Slayton could run. That was that wasn't a situation where coming to this ball game, you didn't know that he could run. Um, he's a go ball runner. Um. He takes a he runs a lot of deep shot deep deep balls and the blitz is coming. You have to have awareness in that situation and uh, and Fabian Monroe didn't didn't have a that sit that that awareness um, and he allowed uh he allowed him to get behind him. I, yeah. Going back, I wanted to, I wanted to touch on what he uh, on you guys about the kicking situation. Yeah, here's a great opportunity when you look at this year's practice squad numbers. You're allowed to have yeah 16 players on the practice squad. Well, if I'm if I'm Washington and I'm Coach Rivera, next week 
I'm bringing in a kicker and I'm signing one to my practice squad because that puts uh, him on notice. That puts Dustin Hopkins on notice to say, hey, I have to do a better job and, and there is competition for my job if I don't, and if I don't um, you know, perform better. So that's that's what I would do. I would sign somebody to the practice squad. And and you can sign veteran kickers not to your practice squad. So right. that's that's a you know a great situation where you it's not even a young guy that you have to sign. You can sign a a veteran uh, kicker. They had Brett Mayer, the former Cowboys kicker, on the practice squad. I want to say week one or two, you know, at the beginning of the season, and then they let him go to for another position. But yeah, I mean that's you know, look New England. Remember the start of the season with two practice squad kickers, right? They didn't have one on the active right. roster. Then you can yo-yo that position up on game day. So there's definitely ways to play with it with the way it's set up with COVID. Uh, in terms of how long is he sticking with Kyle Allen? I mean, I don't know. I mean, sticking with him for next week. It sounds like this year, what he said earlier. And look, here's the other part of it: if Kyle Allen does get to the point where he gets taken out of a lineup, it's not going to be Dwayne right away. Obviously, it's going to be no, Alex going Smith. It's going to be Alex yeah. Smith. So this is a, a two pronged process. If you're looking for Dwayne back on the field, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be Dwayne. And, and I mean, it's a great situation with with um, Alex Smith coming into the ball game and everything he did after missing all that time. But we, he's not a hundred percent. He can't. He can't um, get away. He can't make the plays that you saw Kyle Allen make as far as being able to get out of the pocket, buy time, and things like that. So coach is probably going to, unless uh, unless Kyle just plays um, really bad football, has a game where, he's, where he throws three picks or or something like that, he's going to, if he if he has another game like this, um, he'll probably play him another another week. Um, you know, you got to look at the, the good things he did, the two interceptions, I mean, the two touchdowns. I mean, that, that was a beautiful pass that he threw to Logan Thompson in the back of the end zone. End zone. Um, Logan Thomas in the end zone, and then the um, the one to Cam Sims. So you want to uh, eliminate the fumble. You want to eliminate that interception. But it, it's a situation that where I, I don't think they're going to go to Dwayne, um, go back to Dwayne anytime soon. And as you mentioned, uh, it will be Alex Smith as the next man up. All right, let's get to Jeremy in Kansas. Jeremy, you there? Go ahead. Jeremy, you there? Go ahead. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Okay, uh well, bear with me here for about two minutes. I've got one gripe, and i got a couple questions for you guys. Um, I'm one of those fans that thinks that, uh, you know, if you're on your own 40 or closer, you always go for it on fourth down. Um, but I did not agree with the, with the two-point conversion in any way, shape, or form. I thought it was a dumbass move. Uh, I'm not sure if I can say that on the radio, but uh, you just did. I was, you just did. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I I was uh, screaming at the TV, idiot, idiot, idiot. No, no, no. Kick it. Um, so that that's my gripe. Now my question is. You got um, Antonio Gibson, who's played a lot more receiver than uh, running back. Yep. Yep. Now I I don't know a whole lot about football. When you talk about five technique, seven technique, whatever, I got to look at a chart to figure out what you're talking about. But you got this guy that runs a legit four four. It's not it's not on paper. He 
he's fast and he's big and he's a little bit elusive. Why would you not split him out wide with uh, Terry McLaurin and make the defense uh, pick their poison? Is that a fantastical uh No, they, they split idea? out. I think they split out Gibson enough this season. Thanks for the call. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they've used Gibson in the passing game uh, enough. And clean up your mouth there, Jeremy, Kansas. Um, but I think today they didn't get to a lot of that stuff with uh, with him in the in the passing game. I mean, the screens were a disaster today. Yeah, Did you notice were, that? Were, oh, my goodness. Uh, they, they were yeah, they, they were sniffed they were out awful. quick. Yeah, they were awful. Um, you know, some of the, um, the wide, wide receiver screens were good, but the, as far as the screens to the running back, not good at all. Um, you know, they hit they hit some check downs to the running back, but nothing yeah. like we had seen in the past where you saw uh you saw the running backs um motion out of the backfield lined up wide. There was an opportunity on a double move that uh McKissick ran on a linebacker and he and he had him beat, but I don't know, you know, Kyle his read may have been to the other side of the field um initially. So I can't say that he missed him uh, because he may have been, you know, looking somewhere else. With his with his initial read, yeah, that was an interesting one. They showed it on TV, but you're right; it didn't look like he was ever, you know, the one of the top two at least targets on that play. Um, but anyway, you know, something to look at moving forward. But yeah, I think they want to use Gibson in the passing game. That's why they, they that's why they made him the guy. I mean, that's why they moved on from Adrian Peterson because they thought he could be the dual threat. He's still got a lot to learn as a running back, clearly, um, and you know, he has been usually very heavily involved in the passing game over these last several weeks today was a, kind of a quiet day for him there, just four for 25. All right, if you're on the line, hang in there. We're going to get to uh, Ron Rivera's press conference once again, some more discussion there about going for two instead of trying to kick the extra point uh, and uh, sending this thing to overtime potentially. Uh, we'll get to uh, that coming up. Also, uh, some more calls. Also, yeah, we'll start peeking ahead to Dallas uh, before we get out of here. It's the official post game show along with Leonard Fletcher, Scott Jackson. This is the Washington Football Team Radio Network. This is the official Washington football team postgame show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. Snap to Allen. He's now looking left side. Gordy has. Yep. Cam Sims. Touchdown. Yep. Touchdown, Washington. Electrifying play of the game presented by the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 26. Visit IBEWLocal26.org for more information. Well, that was exciting. It was like your, your blood pressure, you know, the excitement, your heart rate's racing, London, you're all pumped up. Coach puts the two up there, and you're like, yes, now. And then, well, the two-point play was kind of like, you know, like when you hit bankrupt on Wheel of Fortune, that noise it makes, it goes, kind of, it kind of felt yeah. like that, you know what I mean? And a lot of people have been tweeting, and I've been meaning to ask you about this because I don't think we've – I don't know if we talked about it. It's been at least an hour since we talked about it. Did you think Kyle Allen would have gotten into the end zone if you decided to run when he was scrambling to his left? Or do you think he would have been tackled by Jabril Peppers there? I thought he would have been um, tackled by Jabril, Jabril Peppers. Um, initially, when I when it was happening, I'm saying run, run, run. Right. And then as I saw the, saw the uh, replay of it, Peppers would have got him. And then there was another uh, one of the Giants' defensive line pursuing from the inside. So it's not even like he would have been able to cut back. Kyle Allen, he has good instincts when it when it comes to running the football and things like that, and he knew he wasn't going to be able to um, to get to the uh, beat Jabril, Jabril Peppers to uh, 
to the corner. So he made the play. He made the right decision. I thought one of the things he also did was by retreating, that gave him a little bit more time to maybe have a receiver uh, uncover and and possibly find somebody uh, open. But you know, nobody uncovered, and that's that's yeah. something that when you when you play with a a quarterback who can scramble and buy time, young guys will have to learn how to uncover. Um, I thought uh, Isaiah uh, Wright did a great job of that early uh, in, in in one of those situations when um, Logan Thomas, Logan Ryan broke up the pass. I thought it, Logan Ryan had should have got caught for a pass interference yeah. right at the goal line or in the end zone. But that's something that they'll need to start working, working those uh, uh, scramble drills and uncovering as receivers because you got a guy like Kyle Allen who can uh, who can make plays off schedule. All right, uh, we're going to get to uh, Ron Rivera. We'll got Fred Smoot coming up uh, in the next segment to join us. I'm sure Fred's got a few thoughts on today's game. Probably won't have a whole lot to say about SEC football anymore. <laughs> His season's officially over. Uh, but let's get to head coach Ron Rivera's post-game press conference presented by Finch Services, your exclusive John Deere golf and sports turf dealer. Here's the coach. I thought Kyle's day was good with the exception of the, of the two takeaways. He's got to be little, do a little bit better with the ball and the interception. Uh, he misread the coverage. Uh, you know, initially it looked like they were in in man, and he and and they ended up in zone. So he got uh, he got fooled on that a little bit. Got to give them credit for uh, what they did in terms of disguising. Thought um, you know, and then the fumble. Hey, you know, if the guy's trying to escape and make a play. He's got to protect the ball a little bit better. But I thought he had a very productive day. You know, he moved us when we had to get moved. He threw touchdown passes when we needed scores. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, that, that's we came out on the short end, and um, you know that's disappointing because I, I again I, I really thought we had a chance to win this game. Um, you know, we played to win at the two because I believe uh, you know, it's the only way you learn to win is you play to win. Coach uh, Scott Abraham, ABC Seven. Obviously, you're trying to win a football game. You go for two at the end of the game. Uh, was there was there a bigger picture in mind when you went for two there? What kind of message were you trying to send to your team there? Big picture. Well, wise? I, I told them in I told them in in the locker room. I said, guys, I, I I play to win, and I told you guys that's what that's part of my philosophy. Uh, the only way to learn to win is play to win, and that's what I want those guys to understand. That's the mentality. I mean, some of those fourth downs, I went for it uh, because I believe that's you know again the mentality has to be we have to do certain things to win football games. And, um, you know, if, 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 if taking a little bit of a gamble is part of it, then that's what I'm doing. Hey, Ron, did you consider at all not going for it on that play or on that, on that touchdown on the, the two points, or was it solid? I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm okay. going for it. Because, again, guys, as I said, the, the, the intent is to, to learn how to win football games. Hey, Ron, what was the, the play call there? Or just what did, what did you kind of want to happen on the game? To play well, what it was, it was an opportunity, you know, that, that the, the play call called for a couple of things. And that is if, if he had a certain read, he would work a certain side. Uh, if he had a pressure, he had a hot. So we, we tried to cover, you know, Scott tried to cover the, 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 the basics of what they could potentially do. And that was zone or man uh, or a pressure. And, um, and again, he, he made the call, um, you know, if, if he had a time, he had, uh, I didn't see who it was, but he had somebody at the back of the end zone that he could have tried to fire it to. Um, but unfortunately, as he started to roll out, he got a little bit of pressure. Hey, Ron, hey, Ron were, were guys on the sideline asking you in that situation, were they asking to go for it as well? I think, I think the players wanted to go for it. But, um, but again, you know, it was my decision. And, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Um, when you're on the road, you know, I, I believe, you know, overtime favors the home team. 
But, uh, you know, when you're on the road, my mentality is that if, if you're down there, you, you need two yards, you got to go for it. You had uh, brought in DeShazer Everett this week and uh, kind of you know said you wanted more out of the linebackers. Did you get what you were looking for defensively? Well, I thought we got uh, we got uh, a pretty good game out of DeShazer. I got to take an opportunity to watch that on tape. Um, as far as the linebackers were concerned, I thought we had some good things. There were some other things that we got to take a look at. Um, you know, and, and, and really this game came down to the two takeaways. You know, we turned the ball over twice and, and, and you can't do that and expect to win it unless you take the ball back and we didn't take the ball back. Hey, Ron, you mentioned the, uh, the fourth down earlier in the game or the two fourth downs. And I'm curious just your thought process on not taking the ball on the punt down at the one, then going for it on fourth and four after that penalty. Can you just take us through what you were thinking and, 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 and how you kind of thought that process out? Uh, yeah, I, I I looked at the opportunity for us to go for a uh, for a first down uh, that would give us an opportunity to get a touchdown. I mean that that again that was all my thought process was. You know, I, I thought we were in position. Um, I thought we we were capable of moving the ball, and um, I just felt that we had to score a touchdown uh, to to put ourselves in position. I think to to be competitive in the second half. Ron, did Kyle Allen show enough to you to uh, retain the starting job for next week? Yeah, I would like to believe so. I mean, um, you know, his statistics are pretty darn good. He was 31 of 42 for 280 yards. Unfortunately, he did have the interception and the fumble, but, um, you know, we, we told 337 total yards. Uh, that gives us an opportunity, I think, if we're scoring points to, to be competitive in a game. And, and I think we got what we wanted out of it in terms of being competitive. Hey, Ron, you uh, talked about uh, contending for the NFC East title a couple of weeks ago. Regardless of the other results in the division, has back-to-back losses altered your opinion? No, it hasn't. Um, again, because it's about what happens in the division. Um, you know, right now uh, we're one in five. They're one in five. We, we got to, you know, got to see what happens to, to Philadelphia and what happens to Dallas. And then we play Dallas next week. So it, it hasn't changed my opinion. Uh, I still feel the same way, you know, and we'll see what happens. That's why we're playing these games. Ron, on the, uh, uh, Kimball has had obviously a pretty good streak right now. These three games with four and, uh, interceptions and half the team's turnovers. Can you just discuss a little bit about what kind of juice he gives the defense? And also, I saw him playing a little free safety. Can you just talk about moving him around a bit? Yes, um, he's a very hedgy player. He's a guy that, uh, with his skill set, we've got to be able to put him in position where he can make plays. And so, um, what you saw, where he was an opportunity for us to bring in an extra DB, take a linebacker out. So we had an extra DB for coverage and then put our probably our, our best guy who plays with vision uh, back at the safety position uh, in Kendall. And uh, obviously it paid off for us, I believe, in the, um, the touchdown at the, uh, at the back of the end zone. I believe we were in the specific defense that put him at free safety. Ron, on, on the two-point conversion, I, I know you maybe haven't seen the film yet. Did, it, did you think Kyle maybe had a little bit of room to scramble or try to get to the pylon there after the initial break? Yes. And, 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 and again, we got to take a look at it. the one, one thing he's got to, you know, he's got to think about is that once you commit, you got to commit one way or the other, you can either commit to the throw or commit to the run because now everything else has to unfold yeah. and then you can go from there. Um, and, and, and that's one thing I think that I know Scott's going to talk to him about, it. I know Kenny will talk to him about it, but um, you know, you break, you, once you break contained to, to me, you, you have to, you have to uh, commit one way or the other. Ron, when you make that decision in a situation and it doesn't work, is that going to eat at you or be, are you content so much because of, you know, what you're trying to establish long-term? Well, it'll, it'll eat at me because uh, we lost. I mean, I, I want to win. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm playing to win. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get our, our players to understand that, you know, this is, this is how we're going to do things. We're, we're going to do things to the max. We're, we're going we're gonna to play to win football games. Um, yeah, it's going to bug me because we lost, and it, it really does. It pisses me off. I mean, I, I want to win football games. Um, I, I don't care this is my first year. I don't care that, you know, we're, we got a group of young guys that have to learn. I'm, I'm, we're trying to I'm, I'm teach them. Uh, we're going to teach them, and they're going to learn how to, how to win. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's, that's what we're here for. Aaron, does the fact that you guys are only a game out of first place, uh, did that pay anything into your decision to uh, to go for the two point conversion or no, uh, no, okay. no, no, because because again, you never know. Okay, let's say we kick the extra point. Okay, so now we're tied. Now they toss the coin, they get the ball, and they drive down, score a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Or they could, you know, that we could get the ball, drive down, score a touchdown. Uh, or it could go the other way. You, you don't know. You you will never be able to tell me you know what's going to happen. So as far as I'm concerned, when you're on the road, um, you know, our attitude is we're going to play to win, uh, When especially when there's that, that little time left. You know, when there's 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 a minute, half a minute left to go in the game. To me, you know, um, why not? Why not take that opportunity? Uh, because you may never get back down there. All right. That was uh, Ron Rivera. Again, he's very confident in what he did and said, yeah, it's going to eat him because they lost. But uh, that was the move that they got to make to show that they're uh, trying to win. Uh, we'll get back to that in a little bit. We'll get back to calls at 301-230-0980 as well. But we got Fred Smoot coming up uh, as well. We'll talk to Smoot a little bit more about this too. But uh, London, for the folks who didn't hear you in the first hour, your thought there was a defensive guy was you wanted another crack at, uh, at getting out there, right, and uh, forcing overtime. Yeah, you you want to go out and, and and you you battle so hard to put yourself in a position to um, potentially tie the ball game. So you're like, hey, coach, let's you know, let's 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 um let's see what happens in overtime. Coach made a decision to go for it, go for the two point conversion. So of course you're going to say, all right, well, hey, all right, let's 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 see what happens. Um, you know, hopefully we'll 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 um, convert this two point conversion. When it didn't happen, now you you're disappointed. You you feel like you battle so hard, and you know guys gonna be like, "Hey man, man you don't second guess it." Um, wish you would have saw what happened in the uh, in the uh, overtime because the 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 Giants had the ball in the fourth quarter for six plays for a total of uh, 159 seconds prior to them kneeling the ball with the, in the final what 30 some seconds or whatever. But they had the ball for six plays in the fourth quarter, and a total of a hundred and I mean, one minute and 59 seconds. So they, they, they were, they were being dominated in the fourth quarter of that football game, both off on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they were. And, um, you know, it's just frustrating. Again, this team has just gotten off these miserable starts, um, you know, outside of the Cleveland game, they've just, they've gotten off to some slow starts. You know, although they were up seven to six briefly against the Rams, but, uh, that was uh, short-lived, needless to say. All right, coming up, we'll uh, get the Fred Smoot. He'll join us. We'll get his take on it as a defensive guy. Does he agree with London? Was he upset that uh, Coach decided to go for the win there? Get Fred's take coming up on their side. Also, we'll talk about the play calling and what needs to happen next in order for this offense to get better and maybe get some deep shots back in the playbook. We'll get to it all straight ahead. Official Washington Post game show after a 20-19 loss to the Giants. You're listening to the Washington football team. This is the official Washington football team postgame show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. 20-19, the final Giants 
Take the game today, their first win of the season, 1-5 for the Giants, 1-5 for Washington. We're retiring our old name and launching a new kind of legend. The journey starts now. Visit www.washingtonjourney.com for the latest insider news related to the team rebrand. All right, uh, our pleasure to bring in, as we do uh, this time each and every post game, to bring in the cover specialist, Fred Smoot, the mouth of the South. Who joins us after a loss, twenty nineteen, Fred? What was your what was your initial reaction when uh, you saw Ron Rivera put up a two, Fred? Hey, you know what? I was I was happy. It, it showed a lot. It, it showed the fact that he believed in his offense and he understood with losing all those receivers to injury during the game, it just was not the time to go into overtime. And I just, you know what? The one thing I am. Once I get a coach that I like and I trust, I trust their decision. I felt that way about Coach Gibbs. I felt that way about Greg Williams. And once you get a coach there, you just you just believe in what the coach calls. So I'm fine, Jack. How did you feel? How did you and London feel about the two? Well, London, I'll let London elaborate because he's a de- you know he's like you. He's a defensive guy. So I thought this was interesting. His take. Go ahead, London. Steve, hey, hey, smooth. Come on, man. Kick the extra point. Let's go to overtime. We've been dominating the guys. You know, the whole fourth quarter of the game, you battle back, put yourself in a position to go into overtime. You can't. I mean, yeah, all right, it, it, it works. If it works out, great. Oh, man, you know, the two-point conversion, you win the ball game. But the odds are, were just against you. So, I mean, you know, how often do you convert two-point conversions? I would have loved to kick the, kick the extra point. Let's go to overtime. And let's see what happens. Man, the Giants couldn't move the football from the fourth quarter on against the defense and the defense and the offense was, was moving the ball against their defense. So London, you know, I hope you got a bulletproof vest on cause I'm going to shoot you down. At the end, at the end <laughs> shoot me down. Shoot me down. <laughs> hey, think about this London. What made the defense been played so well is we had the ball 20 minutes in the second half. The offense played complimentary football took the defense, allowing the defense to sit over there for such a long time. And you know, rule number one on that road, London, you got to go for the win. and You got to get out of there. So those two things tell me how coach was thinking. And he understood, yes, can we keep this up? Yes, can we maybe pull it out in OT? But I, I understand him saying, let's go try to win this game right now and, and, and get on this plane and leave. You, there wasn't any fans in the stands in that ball game, right? There, there, there's no home field advantage in, in 2020. There's no home field advantage. This, is, this isn't that situation where, you know, crowd noise is factored. Yeah. There, are, there were zero fans in the stands today. So there's no... No advantage or disadvantage to being a road team nowadays. Well, I still think the fact that you still have to travel, you still have to do the things, and of course the fans oh, ain't there, on, but man. the exec- but the execution still has to be the same. You know, there's an advantage for the offenses right now with the with the fans not being there. Come on, on defense, we don't play the same way regardless. We react to the offense. The offense have all the, the, the advantages when it comes to not having a crowd there. And But like I said, the only reason I feel like Coach did the right thing in this situation is, one, we got a quarterback now that can actually get first downs and extend plays with his legs. I feel like they should have came out and went no back, spread the field, made them play discipline, and if the play broke down he had the option to run i didn't uh, like them right, you said, so you tried you try to shoot me down i'm gonna shoot you down you said the offenses had the advantages right right didn't yes. you say that mm-hmm. yes they did Die, new york giants had 240 total yards of offense daniel jones was 12 for 19 for 112 yards one td one interception the giants uh, were the home team what was the advantage their offense well, alone, the, what was their advantage 
where the advantage was, we held the ball for 39 minutes compared to their 21 minutes. That means our offense. So you, you just contradicted yourself. We, 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 no, no, we had the advantage. What I'm saying, London, at the end of the day, our offense was the best defense in this game. Our offense had the ball almost twice the time as their, as their offense. So if that's the case, the only reason Daniel Jones can't put these drives together is, for one, he's sitting on the sideline most of the time. Two, the defense did a good job of getting off the field. So when I say it, it, I felt like Coach did the right thing because they gave us the advantage, I'm just saying when the situation poses itself, it's easy for us to be a, a, a Monday quarterback and say he should have went for the extra point and went into overtime now. But if that play works, nobody's talking like that. Well, and, and we're also work. all assuming – we're also assuming – no, it didn't work. We're also assuming Hopkins would have made the extra point, which might be a huge assumption at this point. Um, Fred Smoot's with us, the Mouth of the South here on the official postgame show along with London Fletcher and Scott Jackson. Oh, let me ask you this. Last week, I think uh, we were talking about this with you. I, you know, I said I was going to go Jim Mora Sr. Uh, if I heard the, the P word anymore. And I say, you know, playoffs, give me a break. You got to win a game. So <laughs> you lose this game. You're one in five. Can we kind of stop talking about the division race? I mean, is, it, is, it, is that unfair to say we should stop talking about this division race and saying and highlighting how bad it is? And you haven't won a game in, you know, since week one? Well, Jack, I haven't been talking about no playoff. The P word hasn't been in my right now. We're Paul George in the playoffs. We 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 we're not get the job done. We don't need to talk right. in the playoffs. And that play going for two tells you what mode we're in. We're in the building mode. This is not a win now mode. This is a true building mode. And let me tell you something. You remember last year, Jack? We started the tank for tour. Right now, it's tank for Trevor Lawrence. So imagine we go two to two back draft and get Chase Young in one and Trevor in another. They look like ten to fifteen years of winning if you ask me look at that uh smooth's already got the t-shirts made i knew if somebody would market this thing it would be smooth um all right i'll tell you what <laughs> hold that thought we're gonna take a timeout. we got more with fred smooth coming up in london fletcher uh we'll get into some of the the good and the bad with uh kyle allen and uh how much longer you can run that out uh and again they scored 19 points today it's not like they lit the world on fire against the giants a defense that's had their moments at times, but certainly not unbeatable. We'll get to that straight ahead here on the official postgame show. Uh, this is the Washington Football Team Radio Network. This is the official Washington Football Team postgame show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. Fred Smoots with us as well, the mouth of the South, um, Mississippi State Bulldog. Been on a little bit of a skid of late. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, let's get to the good and the bad, though, as we talk about Kyle Allen, sponsored by Geico. Want to know what's really scary, seeing just how much you could have been saving a car insurance by switching to Geico. It'll keep you up at night. Switch to Geico and save. All right, uh, Kyle Allen, yes, the two touchdown passes, including the one to Cam Sims late. But, boy, the interception to Bradbury, his old teammate, read him like a book. And, of course, the strip sack fumble that led to the only Giants points in the second half, uh, what did you make of Kyle Allen's day, Fred? And uh, it sounds like Ron Rivera is going to roll with Kyle Allen for at least another week or so. We'll see. You want to talk about Geico keeping you up at night? Uh, Kyle Allen keeps me up at night. Now, the one thing about it, he he does have these flashes of, of, of 
brilliance where he does things in this offense that I don't think the other two quarterbacks can do because they don't know the offense like he does. And then he does another thing because he gets outside the pocket a lot and he extends plays and he can get a third and three with his legs and that's something that Dwayne wouldn't do. But then you talk about the interception. I, I don't know where he was throwing the ball with the interception and the fumble. You just cannot turn the ball over and think you're going to control the team on offense. If you lose the turnover ratio battle, London, you know this. If you don't win the turnover battle, nine times a ten, you don't win the game, but I'm going to thank Kyle Allen right now. You know why I'm going to thank Kyle Allen? Because Kyle Allen is the way that we get Trevor Lawrence. Without Kyle being Kyle, we never see Trevor Lawrence. So, Kyle, you keep being great. <laughs> Smooth, you're amazing, man. Hey, you have to admit, though, I mean, the, the interception, I, I'm looking at him throw that interception. It was three three defensive players for the Giants right there. He's staring down the uh, the receiver I, I didn't know what he was doing when he when he decided to throw that football, um, but he made he made a couple of nice plays. You have to give him that. He, the, the, the the touchdown pass to uh, Thomas in the end zone that was a, a, a really nice throw, and then the, the touchdown pass to Cam Sims that was a nice yeah. throw. So you have to. You have to give the guy some credit, though, uh, Smooth. No, no, I give him credit. Like I said before, I'm, I'm not even a hard critic on him because I understand what's going on on that offensive line. So I understand any quarterback we put back there, none, none of them going to look like a true game beater. But like I said, he gives us extra time and gives this offense extra time in and outside of the pocket. So if you ask me, I am fine with rolling with Kyle. I think he can get the job done, especially for what we uh, want to get done. Think about this. Every game this year, we didn't lost more than we won. But we've never been out of a game. We've never been just uh, beat in disgrace like we was years before this. We've been literally in every game. And if they keep playing like that, I'm fine with what happens at the end of the game. All right, let, let me ask you about the defense. Uh, Lund and I were talking about this earlier. It just seems like every week it's the same thing. It's just horrendous starts. Um, then they kind of find their footing and, and, you know, keep the team in the game, like you said. Uh, and that was kind of the case today. I mean, it was a really bad first half for the defense. And then, you know, as the game went on, obviously the big play from Fuller and, and then really the Giants didn't do anything outside of the, the defensive touchdown. But what is it going to take for them to actually come out and, you know, establish themselves here early in the game? Well, actually, that was good game plan by the Giants because they figured, you know, this is how we're going to stagnate the pass rush by getting the Jones, getting the balls out of Jones' hand quickly. And that's what they were doing, three-step drops, getting the ball out, everything was timed. And you know what? For the last 10 years, we haven't stopped any tight end. Ingram has did nothing this whole entire year in this game, we just don't have, like, Landon Collins, I, I just hate repeating myself. And you think, you know, after a while, a guy just, you know, come back and catch on and get back into their groove. But Landon Collins did not play well today. I'm sorry. I watched two plays where Landon Collins got outran by Daniel Jones. On that 49-yard run, outran by Daniel Jones. On a, uh, on a, a pass-read option, outran by Daniel Jones. We got to get more out of Landon Collins. He's the reason we can't stop a tight end. Usually, strong safety that the person and matched up on a tight end, and he's the reason we can't stop a tight end right now. But, yep, the defense always picks it up. They always get to going, and they make plays. And how about my guy Fuller, man? You know, London, you talked about my DBs early in the year, and all Fuller has done, <laughs> all, all Fuller has done is got the nickname of the prison warden. He done locked everybody up in, like, five different states last time I checked. He, no, no, Fuller's, Fuller's playing well. The problem is, well, and I thought every play uh, some really good ball. The only the problem is you got five defensive backs, so two out of your only forty percent is playing really good football. So you know I I see you mentioned anything about the uh, the touchdown pass that uh, Moreau gave up. 
You 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 forgot about that, huh? No, no, I, I forgot about that. But come on, come on. At the end of the day, we're gonna give up a pass or two. Do you not think the defensive backfield played well enough to win this game today? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just you know I just got to point everything. Out. I think they. I thought the defensive back defensive backs played well enough to win the game. I thought the red zone defense was really good because if you think about it, the Giants they had um they had some drives where they're moving the football, running the ball made a couple plays on some third downs. And then in the red zone, they were able to uh, – it was almost like a bend-on-break situation. Fuller got the interception in the back of the end zone. So, the, you know, defensively, I thought I thought the defensive backs played good enough to win that ball game. You know, but uh, as you mentioned earlier, can't lose a turnover battle. And especially when you – um the fumble, if you if you don't give up the touchdown, that's the thing. So, all right, you fumble mm-hmm. it, you know, hopefully you hope some, somebody's able to rally to make that touchdown or, I mean, make the tackle because – at worst case, you know you hold them to a to a field goal. At best case, you know you you get you get the ball back for your defense. So that was a that was one of the things that that really hurt about that 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 last turnover the fumble the fumble going back for a touchdown. Now, and I'm also wondering where your guys gonna step up. When the linebackers gonna step up? I see the DBs making plays. I see the D line making plays. But linebackers, it's, it's, it's some inconsistencies there. I don't. The one thing about it, they don't they don't feel the holes. I don't know if the linebackers are uh, a smaller, more of a, a strong safety size now, but they're not feeling that A and that B gap right now. I'm not seeing any. Well, I seen Cole Holcomb flash a couple times today, but no one Cole, linebacker. Cole, Cole made, yeah, good. Cole made a couple yeah, plays. Cole, today, Cole but, made a couple. But I don't see anybody else sticking out when it comes to the line. Yeah, Cole, court. I Why thought Sean Boston got off to a good start. On, yeah, Boston got off to a good start early in the uh, in the season. Made made a lot of plays, um, especially as a blitzer. I thought Cole Holcomb. Um, you could see his skill, his uh, speed on the defense, and his instincts. You you saw that uh, flash a couple times today. You know the the thing that I want our linebackers to do better is cover. That's what I need to see them do better. And that's that's more um, concerning than anything is them uh, covering, especially tight ends. I know you want Landon Collins to uh, to cover the tight ends better, but at some point in time, you have to have linebackers going to be matched up with tight ends as well. They're also going to have uh, better zone drops as well. You know, you you have to have zone awareness. Well, I also want to do this to with y'all guys. In London, I heard that your uncle down in, in, in Carolina is a preacher. I want him to stop, and I want him to pray for Josh <laughs> Norman because Josh Norman, the things that he went through. Oh, man. Football, oh my I'm God. Not gonna, hey, Jack, I'm not going to let you get away with your guy getting put in the figure four headlock on national TV. I'm just not going to let you make it. <laughs> uh, man, De- let me tell you something. Derrick Henry is a grown man, but, you know, Josh, he knew learned how to jump bulls last summer. He'd have been better off jumping that bull than putting his head in there like hey, that. That was not hey, pretty. Hey, smooth. Hey, smooth. You just made me think of something, man. <laughs> I love you. know I love you, man. You're a funny dude. You remember when we were playing the Giants in uh, 07? We're uh, on that run, uh, you know, uh, right you after the You finna bring up the run, Landry, how I let him get slayed. You were right. <laughs> I, when when uh, you met, ran into Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> And he knocked my helmet off. That's the player you talk about, London, right? Yeah, yeah, man. They had to come get you. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, London. The one thing I learned about playing the Giants, they always gonna have big backs, and it's a chance as a DB, I can literally physically die out here. Hey, but you, I, I, I appreciate your toughness because you threw your, you threw your body in there. You know, it just didn't turn out well for you, but you did slow him down <laughs> enough for, for, for the rest of, for the truth to rally. 
Hey, hey, that's all I want to do, London. All I need to get one leg, and I'm just waiting on y'all. Why y'all take so long is the question. <laughs> oh, man. Um, do you want to say anything about your alma mater, or should we just let you go? Hey, I was going to say, it's nothing to talk about. You know, it's nothing to yeah. talk about right now. In Mississippi right now, uh, the Pirate, listen to me, I love the Pirate. But we mm-hmm. play with the biggest line splits I have ever seen in my life. It's like it's like two yards of line split. You can't do that with the defensive lineman that's playing in the SEC. Oh, you no. cannot do that. Nope. No, you asked uh, for a disaster. Yeah, man. What's that, three in a row or four in a row? I've lost track. Yeah, uh, uh, It's three in a row for us, man. We beat LSU and we ain't played football since my quarterback got benched. The janitor retired. It ain't going good for us right now. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully better things to talk about next week. Uh, Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. What, what, it's your guy, the Red Rifle. Uh, we the, the Red Wiper, we're not worried about the Red Wiper. And plus, it, it, it's, it's one of those divisional games, and I tell people all the time, never bet on divisional games because no matter what the record is, it's still going to be a hard-fought game. All right. Um, by the way, somebody mentioned to me maybe that that hit that Jacobs had is still having an effect in your head because you said the Red, the, the Washington football team has been in every game, and they want to remind me to remind you that not really so much that Rams game last week. I, would tell I was you thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, and I, and I started. I was like, maybe I, maybe I missed something with that, that was last not game. game that they were in. Okay, I don't. I mean, like, what is your cutoff point as being in a game? Like the first quarter, uh, the second quarter. I mean, what, what, what is it? In? Hey, hey, listen, listen to me. It ain't nothing wrong. I tell my son all the time. It ain't nothing wrong with getting beat up, long as you keep fighting. And that's the one thing we do. We keep fighting. All right, uh, all right, all right. right. You're the man, Smoot. All right, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. And tell him my CT don't mess with me, but on Thursdays and Fridays, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fred Smooth, the mouth of the South, with us uh, after the 20, the 19 loss to the Giants. All right, um, coming up, we will uh, get back to some calls at 301 Um We'll also start looking ahead towards Dallas in a couple segments. But calls next, if you've been waiting. Uh, sorry we haven't been getting to you. There are a lot of things moving here. Uh, 301 Here's your chance to sound off on the other side. Official Washington Post game show after the 2019 to law 2019 loss. Hello to the Giants. Along with London Fletcher, Scott Jackson, you're listening to the Washington Football Team. This is the official Washington Football Team post game show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. Welcome back, official Washington Post game show. Giants beat Washington for the final 20 to 19 today. Uh, we're going to get back to calls, 301-230-0980. We'll also get to the um, games ahead with um, the game ahead, excuse me, with the Cowboys uh, later on this hour before we call it a night. All right, um, back to the calls here in a second. But I, I'm getting a lot of people tweeting about this. Uh, at what point at 1-5, well, now 1-5, but do you – and maybe they're – look, you got to listen to everything. Do you start – thinking you know what maybe we should be a seller right like maybe there's some veterans that have value elsewhere on this team I mean are you already in that mindset or do you think it'll be a little bit longer before they you know think about that kind of stuff yeah it'll definitely be longer before they think about that um you know I'm as, as they mentioned um veterans I was trying to think who, who possibly um you know would you um would you trade that's a veteran I mean we got a young football team there's there's not really um Kerrigan's He's a veteran guy. He's in the last last year of his contract. I'm sure you know the franchise would love for him to play his whole career in Washington. So um, I don't think you tr- you don't trade him. 
Um, Sheriff is under on a on a one year deal, so nobody's gonna give you anything for a guy that is not under uh, contract. Um, I don't I don't really know um you know who you would trade, but I also don't think they're they're um, anywhere near that that type of scenario. When you when when coach uh, what coach is trying to establish is a winning culture, and if you start to trade players regardless of how this situ how the season is going, that sends a message to the team that you're kind of have thrown in the towel and you're really looking towards next season. They want to continue to establish, establish a winning culture. Um, he mentioned the, to establish that winning culture, you have to win. So if you start to uh, move guys, that, that doesn't, um, that doesn't send the right message. Um, yeah. Cause I had a tweet here uh, from someone who brought up uh, Kerrigan, Moses Collins. Now the November 3rd is the trading deadline. And look, Collins got a big contract, and let's be honest, he's not putting the tape yeah, out I, there. I, I don't know who's going to. Somebody's going to trade for that, <laughs> trade for him and his contract. Yeah. No, um, no. And, and I like that. And I think he's a a good player. You know, maybe they're not utilizing him to the best of his abilities, or maybe he's just you know not playing as well as um, yeah. he's capable of playing. Uh, but when you when you look at his contract and the numbers, and then you you compare that to compare that to how he's playing, um, I don't I don't see somebody um, playing uh, trading for him. And then you're talking about. Giving up your right tackle on the offensive line that, no, that's, no, that's no. already in a, in, a, in a hairy situation? No, that yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense because then you're going to create more needs. I would have loved to seen, you know, Sadiq Charles play today. It's unfortunate. He got hurt literally the second play of the game. Uh, it would have been interesting to see how that line would have looked on that side. Let's get to um, calls here. Cliff and DC, go ahead. Hey, good afternoon, Scott. Good afternoon, London. I don't afternoon, know why we keep – Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, I don't know why we keep dropping the ball, but um, I didn't see a problem in the end with our Rivera going for two. But where was the quick slant? Terry McLaurin seems to excel in that quick slant. Where was that play at? And it was happy to see um, Brandon Scherf back today. But, now if they brought Brandon Scherf back early, maybe they should take a look at Ruben Foster to see how how um, how far along he has came because maybe – He's more healthy enough than he was back in training camp. Maybe he could play and probably add a little something to the defense. And as far as Kyle Allen, the book is still on him. I'm not giving him no satisfactory grade. He's not better than Dwayne Haskins at all. It's just I think Haskins got a raw deal. And I listen to your call. All right, thanks for the call. Um, I don't think there's much difference. I think there's different kind of players. I think Kyle Allen can move certainly a lot better than Dwayne Haskins can. He played more on schedule. But he has the same problem, similar problem, well, in the, turning the ball over. Yeah, turn, it's, it's, I mean, he turned the ball over today, but it it just – it feels different. It looks different. Um, um, What was the time of, total time of possession for – It was 31 to um, – 31 plus for Washington. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, minutes, just, yeah. Just – they were able to put together some long drives, and I, I yeah. you know, how many times did did Haskins really? Thirty three. I'm sorry, thirty three, thirty, uh, twenty four first downs. But again, it was the Giants, the winless Giants that they're playing today. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, yeah. you play whoever's on your schedule, but right. you know, you look at um, opening drive, twelve play drive, had the missed mm-hmm. field goal, comeback uh, interception, had eleven play drive, um, a fourteen play drive. You know, you had long drives that that uh, Kyle Allen was able to orchestrate uh, didn't always end in, in points or a touchdown, but I didn't, re- how often did uh, Dwayne do that? So, 
And I and I I, I thought four games were was not enough for a young quarterback in the situation um, like Dwayne to really see can he be your your guy towards the uh, for the future. But you know, given the circumstance of the division and where uh, you know how the team was kind of playing, I understood Coach uh, Rivera going to to uh, Kyle Allen and making a change. But it's just the offense. Kyle looks better in the office. You, you, well, you just they, have one, they had just one three and out for your point today, and they have had a bunch of three and outs, obviously. Last week they had a million three and outs, and, and Dwayne wasn't on the field, but against the Rams, um, you know, with, with especially in the second half with Alex, it was all three and outs. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can see that part of it, but let's see it over, again, Dallas is a little bit, although their defense is terrible, but <laughs> so maybe that's not a good comparison, but he, he's going to get more time under there. Again, whether whether you like the decision or not, it's that's just the way it's going to be. Clearly, for a while, and like we talked about earlier, it could still play back to Dwayne. I mean, so he's got to be ready and he's got to prepare himself because it could definitely play back to him uh, over these last. You know, what do we still have? Ten more games to go. To yeah, play back it, for sure. It, it could definitely. I feel like at some point it probably will come back to him, and it won't necessarily be because you know if you. I mean, we're one and five right now, and. Um, you want to win some ball games, and if it doesn't go that way, and you get to, uh, you know, December, and you're, you're um, well. Although I think our division's gonna gonna come down to probably week seventeen, but I wow. think Dwayne has to stay mentally engaged. He has to make sure he's doing everything he can to to stay ready, and that's where it takes a, a tremendous amount of maturity when you're not getting reps. Um, I, I, you know, I take give use my my own uh, experiences for an example. I was a um, when I was with the Rams, an undrafted uh, free agent rookie, did uh, third on the depth chart initially for majority of the season. Um, so a guy in front of me got injured, so now I'm backing up at the middle linebacker position, but I'm not playing because I'm just playing special teams. The starter was playing all the, all the uh, snaps. Then I started getting a few reps here and there, and then all of a sudden come. Uh, the last game of the season, he got injured going into the last game of the season. I had to start, and I'm going against the San Francisco 49ers with Steve Young, Jerry Rice, uh, Tara Owens, and this is week week 17, and I wasn't totally ready to play, but I, you know, I crammed and I yeah. was able to go out and, and make plays. But again, it 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 um it forced me to kind of you know look a little bit more in my playbook, and I didn't I didn't sulk, but Dwayne is going to have to make sure. He's he's doing everything he can mentally to be ready to play when his opportunity comes because he doesn't want to come come get his next shot and not and look terrible. Right. That's that's going that's the worst thing that could happen to him. That's a great point. All right, let's get to uh, Crank in DC next. Crank, what's happening? What's up, fellas? Hey, 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 London. I got a question for you. So, I see a lot of times, right? And and, and just tell me uh, if this makes any sense to you. Uh, it seems like scheme wise, for whatever reason, Jack Del Rio has Chase Young on the over the right tackle for the majority of the game. Okay, now now when he does put him over the left tackle, um, Chase, he, he seems to play a little bit more loose. He seems to be able to disengage from block and get to the quarterback a little easier on the left side. Now, I know, you know, the right side is, you know, that's the power side. And, and the Giants, they started off the game with, like, a lot of two tight end sets. So the – so they they were they were they were they were putting two on him, you know what I mean? So at the point of attack, he had two men on him, and he couldn't really he 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 stayed engaged a lot. So my question to you is, why is it that Del Rio doesn't put Montez Sweat on the, over the right tackle? Because Sweat, you know, he got bigger, 
He's stronger. He's he's huge. You know what I'm saying? So is Tate. But why is it that he doesn't put Tate on over the left tackle and, you know, let him chase down from the blind side as opposed to have a sweat chase down on the blind side? Uh, and I don't know. It seems like for whatever reason, a lot of times in D.C., we get these highly touted uh, rookies and, and we just we, – we, we don't use them right. Like, we – I remember when we got Sean – you know, he didn't start like the first three games of the season. He ain't going to start until the, the the Monday night game versus the Cowboys. Uh, when, when we got a rack pole, we switched to a 3-4. Is it like what's really going on with that? Is it the defensive coordinators getting in their own way or, or what? I mean, I know I just crammed a whole lot. So, you know, hope you follow, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, Thanks, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you Thanks, know, if you look one. at um, Chase Young, Chase is a bigger – he's bigger than um, – that Montez Sweat and you know you mentioned the power side and having him line up over over the uh, the right tackle. So you know you when you uh you put a big body like Chase who's really good at um stopping a run. He he did he, that was what he was known for. He was a complete defensive end at Ohio State. He he lined up uh, a lot on the left side and a lot on the right side. He 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 had that versatility. But um you know I think as as they as they start the ball game and I think they like having um Chase a little bit especially if if you're going against a a team that you feel like he's going to run the ball a little bit more. They probably like having um um young on the uh, against the right tackle just to set a set a um set a edge or 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 play with more power right there and let um sweat um chase down chase down balls from the backside and you know um I think as the game goes on, you know, they switch they switch those guys a little bit and you know you bring in Kerrigan um and let him and let him brush a little bit from the from the left side as well, but at the, right now they're they're just trying to um, put their best guys in the best positions that they they feel can make make plays for them defensively. Should also mention, you know, in the Fuller interception, that was Chase Young, obviously that get, that helped uh, get yeah. the heat on Daniel Jones. There got the heat on Daniel Jones. There, excuse me, to make the interception. All right, if you're on the line, hang in there. We'll get you on the other side. I want to talk about play calling too with Scott Turner. Um, been a lot of questions about that. Obviously, through the early part of the season, we'll deal with that through six weeks and. Uh, what was good and what wasn't so good today, and there was a lot of both. Uh, we'll get to that straight ahead. Official postgame show, a 20-19 to 19 loss to the Giants. Uh, this is the Washington Football Team Radio Network. This is the official Washington Football Team postgame show. Here are your hosts, Scott Jackson and London Fletcher. A 20-19 loss to the hands of the Giants. If you missed it today, Ron Rivera uh, goes to go for two with 36 seconds left instead of trying to kick a game-tying extra point. Tried to win it in regulation, or at least take the lead in regulation. There still would have been 30-plus seconds left, and the two-point play did not work. Uh, now we look ahead. Next week's game preview presented by Novak, the power of working together. That is Novak. Uh, the Cowboys ahead, and then, well, in pencil at least, the bye week, but we've seen how these things have, changed, have been subject to change around the NFL this year, but that's what it looks like, and then it would be the Giants again. But, you know, as you look ahead to Dallas, let's start with the offensive side of things. Even though, you know, they put up yardage numbers, the turnovers for Killer London, they still only scored 19 points, right? I mean, that's – in this day and age of the NFL, that is well below the average of, in a season where we're seeing points scored. What what can Scott Turner, uh, you know, do to get Kyle Allen, obviously not to turn the ball over first and foremost, but also to to get more, more points and more production? I think um... – Play calling, play calling, definitely. Um, figuring out a way how to get that run game going. Um, as I mentioned early, I think they need to try to get on the perimeter a little bit more, running the ball, try to get outside where there's tosses, some off tackle, more uh, uh plays where you get out outside the tackle box. 
um, to try to just run up the inside of, of a defense. Um, you know, we don't have the, you know, whether it's the center and the left guard position, we're not the stylish guys, the biggest guys. So it's not like you're getting a, a ton of movement. So, all right, let's get out on the perimeter. Let's pull some guys. Let's do some things like that um, to try to get get that run game going. And eventually you also need some uh, some guys to uh, emerge beyond Terry McLaurin um, at the wide receiver position in terms of making plays on first and second downs. You need more guys that, that are able to make put more plays. That's, uh, that's the way I, I will first and foremost look at from an offensive standpoint. Finish drives, man. Can't take a – uh, we had the big sack in the uh, in the red zone that um, that Kyle took for 14 yards, and you know you got to stay on pace. Got penalties can't be a situation. You got to stay stay ahead of the chains. Yeah, we'll see if they can do that next week again. Dallas's defense has been um, horrible. I mean they've they've been really bad uh, so far. We'll see if they've got anything different tomorrow night when they play uh, Arizona which is a tough matchup for them, obviously, with Kyler Murray. But that defense has not been good. But I would imagine, you know, like I said to you earlier, we're talking about the Cowboys, it's got to be a lot of Zeke. I mean, he's your money back. He's your best player. With Dak out, I mean, you're going to have to rely on Zeke and, you know, let Andy Dalton, you know, just play within himself. I'll say this about Kyle Allen. I, I want to ask you as a linebacker, what do you think of his play fakes? It really doesn't seem like he, sell, he kind of almost short arms them, like with the, the fake handoffs and stuff. It doesn't really they, look they like – wouldn't, They wouldn't um... – yeah, he, he needs to get that ball extended a little bit more to really uh, slow the pass rush down. I don't know if he seems like he's trying to get to his reads too quickly. So if you if you watch a guy like Brady or 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 Aaron Rodgers, guys that are really great at uh, their ball handling, their play fakes, they sell those run act those run fakes. Even uh, Peyton Manning. It all looked the same when he was whether whether he was running the football, handing it off, or uh, running play action. So that's something that definitely needs to be better because it slows down the patch rush first and foremost, and it creates throwing lanes on the second level. Get the linebackers to bite up a little bit more, the the, the secondary to bite up a little bit more, the safeties to bite up a little bit more, and that'll open up some windows for you to get uh, some chunk plays in the uh, in the passing game. That's that's something he definitely needs to uh, pay more attention to. All right. Well, next week, Cowboys, uh, following week by, uh, as of now, and then, uh, the Giants again. So don't don't forget this game too quickly because you might have to see it again in a few weeks. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody who made it possible. London Fletcher, thank you. Have a good week. We'll, uh, we'll do this again next week after Dallas, uh, and hopefully we'll be talking about better things. All right, man. I enjoyed it. Wish, Always. We, wish we would be celebrating. We were celebrating the win, though. <laughs> yes, that would have been nice. A walk-off win would have been something. All right. Uh, thanks to Claude Jennings, our producer. Thanks to executive producer Chris Johnson, Anthony Haney, our editor, Marcus Stevenson, Pat Malley, and the crew at FedEx Field who keep us up and looking pretty. We appreciate that as well. Uh, once again, Giants beat Washington by the final twenty to nineteen. For London Fletcher, Scott Jackson. Until next week, this is the Washington Football Team Radio Network.